Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by two of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voison and Linda Venny. Each of them paralegals for over 20 years and both dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, the Paralegal Mentor. I publish a weekly e-newsletter titled Paralegal Strategies, and I'm the co-author of The Professional Paralegal, A Guide to Finding a Job and Career Success. You'll find more information at paralegalmentor.com. And my name is Lynn Devenny. I'm a North Carolina State Bar Certified Paralegal employed by a small civil rights firm, Elliot Pishko Morgan, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where it has been raining so hard all day that I never got a chance to take off my galoshes, and in fact, I'm still wearing them now. Um, I provide paralegal support in the areas of immigration, social security disability, workers' compensation, and civil litigation. I co-authored with my boss, Griff Morgan, and we're actually working on the second edition of Workers' Compensation Practice for Paralegals, which is available on Amazon. And I do blog uh, about thrifted career wear and sometimes a day in the life of a paralegal at practicalparalegalism.com. And Len, I expect to see a picture of you and your galoshes on your blog today. If it stops raining, this will happen. I did okay. tweet one. <laughs> okay. Well, let, Len, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors, because we're so pleased with the sponsors who've been with us for a while. First is NALA, a professional association for paralegals providing continuing education and professional certification programs for paralegals at NAWA.org, and Clio, a cloud-based case management software provider, and there's more information about Clio at goclio.com. And I just want to add, um, I've tested and used Clio before. Um, it's great. If your firm is thinking, uh, looking at case management practice solutions, uh, definitely uh, go to goclio.com and take a look at what they have to offer. Um, As regular listeners know, but for new listeners, the goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry. We try to share with you guys leading trends, significant developments, as well as resources that we think you'll find helpful in your careers and everyday jobs. Usually, we have guests on the program, but today, Vicki and I are going to be chatting on a timely topic, I hope. It certainly is a, t- a timely topic, Lynn. Today on the Paralegal Voice, Lynn and I will take a look at work-related stress that many paralegals face on a day-to-day basis. We'll also offer tips for handling those typical work stressors. As bloggers and podcasters, and I know Vicki also does a lot of career coaching, uh, we routinely hear from people who are considering paralegal careers, asking about the realities of the job, um, as well as working paralegals facing different kinds of stressors on the job. So Lynn, let's start with our own careers. What are the different kinds of stressors you've faced in your career? How long have we got for this show? No, seriously kidding. Um, I think 
I have worked in an extremely fast-paced litigation practice for almost two decades, and I think the uh, the most stressful stressor would be those last-minute litigation deadlines, the critical ones, that critical filing, that critical statute of limitations, usually from a case that you're unaware of from another team in the office, um, and we're all great about helping each other. So we get uh, once in a while you get pulled into some very uh, heart palpitating, fast action, you know, last minute got to be done things that feel like it's going to be the end of the world if you don't get it done, but we do get them done. And the other things I face on a daily basis are uh, client medical emergencies, which of course um, can be extremely urgent and, you know, something that we do deal with in a workers' comp practice regularly. Vicki, I know you do defense work, um, which is the opposite of what I do. Um, what's been your experience as far as the most stressful aspects of your specialty areas? Well, Lynn, actually, my work really is the direct opposite of what you do. When I do litigation, it is always uh, work work comp defense, or we're always doing insurance defense or something like that. Not only that, though, uh, I work in a small firm, so... I can have to handle an estate plan and then move on to setting up a corporation and then move on to uh, doing someone's, uh, you know, interviewing someone for a work comp case. Just it varies all day long. So you have to be on top of each specialty area and you have to be aware of the different deadlines in those specialty areas. So I would say deadlines are probably uh the most difficult, as you said, and also that it we're our work is detail driven, so we need to be sure that all the details are taken care of, and that that can really be stressful. I just want to say briefly then that you need to plan for the deadlines and work out how you're going to meet them, and also I'm a true believer of checklists and systems to help us get through these stressful times. So, Lynn, we both get approached by many paralegals, both personally and online, asking for help with work-related problems. And what stressors do you get contacted about most frequently? Oh, gosh, an easy question. Um, The three biggest stressors that I hear about are extremely heavy workloads, learning new specialty areas, and interpersonal conflicts with either supervising attorneys and coworkers. How about you, Vicki? Well, I get a lot of questions about interruptions. People are interrupted so many times um, by attorneys particularly. They, they're given more work before they get the last work done, and they start working in piles of files, and, and they can't get anything done. Um, another uh, stressor is not being able to meet billable hour goals or being asked to do non-billable work and can't get the billable work done. And again, the coworkers that can always be an issue. So let's talk about one of the biggest changes a down economy has had on the paralegal profession, which is increased caseloads, a higher ratio of attorneys to each legal staffer. And if you could tell paralegals experiencing this situation for the first time, just one piece of advice, Lynn, uh, what would that be? If I could give um, someone finding themselves in this situation for the first time one piece of advice, it would be communication. 
um, in a heavy workload, uh, you need to find out what needs to be done first, particularly if you're supporting multiple attorneys. And of course, their priorities are not always each other's priorities. Um, if you're fortunate to work for a team that communicates, that is wonderful. Uh, sometimes as the one being caught in the middle, you have to use your highly developed communication skills to sort of diplomatically navigate the uh, caseload between the attorneys and, you know, find out what genuinely rises to the top and has to be done first. Uh, and I will tell you, in a lot of practices, another key question, especially when you have more work than a 40-hour work week is going to permit, uh, you need to ask if overtime is authorized. Absolutely. What would be your key piece of uh, advice, Vicki? Well, Lynn, of course, communication is key. I, I truly believe in that. You have to be able to speak up and, and ask questions about what has to be done. My main advice is to do only work that only you can do. If there's some work that can be delegated, and I know everyone's busy, but if you're doing work that someone else could is qualified to do, they should be doing it. Again, always use systems and checklists. I... Um, also believe in being an instant decision maker. Decide what really has to be done uh, to get your work done that day. There's always usually one or two priorities, and they should be done first. And also, um, you need to be sure that you take all the time off that you're entitled to so that you can avoid burnout. I think that's really important. And we tend to think, oh, we just can't leave work. You know, we've got to stay and we've got to, you know, maybe not take all of our vacation time. And we really should do that. I agree, Vicki. Lynn, we've come to the time in our show when we need to have a word from our sponsors, Nala and Cleo. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Hi, my name is Kay Kenny from Legal Talk Network, and I'm joined by Jack Newton, president of Clio. Jack is going to talk to us about the benefits of cloud computing. Now, what do you think the single biggest benefit to cloud computing is? In talking to our customers recently uh, about that very question, I was surprised with what came back with as, as a really resounding response, and, and that was that it's the convenience and the freedom that cloud computing affords them. The ability to get their work done from anywhere, whether it's at their office, at the courthouse, at home, or even if they're on vacation, they're able to get their work done where and when they need to get it done. Uh, the mobile aspect of things is also increasingly important. Well, with cloud-based software, you can access your data and software from your iPhone or your iPad, uh, your BlackBerry, uh, and other mobile devices. So for the uh, lawyers that are on the move, which is an increasing uh, proportion of lawyers, that's a, a really key benefit as well. We've been talking to Jack Newton, president of Clio. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. And if anyone wants additional information on Clio, they can feel free to visit www.goclio.com. That's G-O-C-L-I-O.com. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. 
I'm Lynn Devaney. My co-host, Vicki Voison and I are discussing the stresses inherent to a paralegal career and how to handle different kinds of difficult situations at work. Vicki, another situation I hear discussed frequently is the emergency last-minute deadline, often created by someone other than the paralegal and often related to trial work. What is one way that a paralegal who finds herself in the situation can handle it? Well, Lynn, I think that when a paralegal is faced with a deadline, we usually know when the deadline is. And if you look at the different steps that need to be taken to meet the deadline, you can plan those out over a certain amount of time so that the so that the deadline is met. But when you're working with someone that drags their feet and doesn't do anything until the 11th hour, what you can do to combat this is to do as much as you can on your own. You know, for um, always for the attorney's review, of course, you can't just go off and work willy-nilly. But you can start the trial notebook. You can start the jury instructions. You can put together the interrogatories for the uh, opposing party and and do that so that y- you do know how to do those things. And if you can work ahead a little bit on your own and go ahead and get things like that going, it'll really go a long way to relieve some of that deadline stress. So Lynn, what do you do when you find yourself in that situation? I actually agree with um, the points that you made, and I'll probably touch on them just a little bit more. Um, I would have to say when you get something really big uh, dropped in your lap that seems extremely overwhelming, uh, the first thing to do is to stop and take a deep breath, remind yourself not to panic. Um, Sometimes it's good to step away from your desk to take a short walk and then apply your your best problem solving skills. That's what good paralegals are known for. Um, You know, try not to take things like this personally. I know sometimes, you know, you can almost get that sense of being a victim, especially if it happens repeatedly. Um, But, you know, try not to think about it as as something that happens to you personally, but bring your highest level of efficiency to the job to get it done. And something that I always tell myself is sort of a little mantra, you know, when I find myself going, Oh, my God, I can't believe this. And I stop and take a step back. And I think, you can do this. You've got the skills to do this, you know how to do it. Just take it one step at a time, and it will get done. Absolutely. It's kind of like uh, getting a footlong sub, and it looks like way too much to eat. But when you eat it one bite at a time, pretty soon it's gone. So that's, that's a good way to look at it. So dealing with difficult colleagues, including supervising attorneys, other support staffers, and office managers is another frequent concern that's voiced by working paralegals. So Lynn, what is the most important uh, thing to keep in mind when paralegals find themselves in this situation? For me, I think, again, it's one of those things, most of the time, it's something that the paralegal should not take personally, uh, especially if if they work for a uh, an attorney or a colleague who has a reputation for being challenging to work with. Um, I would say to anybody who finds themselves in this situation, and I know it happens a lot, you must maintain your own professionalism at all cost. Um, and don't play games. Uh, don't play office games. Don't gossip. Um, if it's at all possible to have a direct conversation and a private conversation with the person that you're having difficulties with, um, you know, try to arrange that, uh, even if it needs to, you know, happen outside of the office or at lunch. Um, if the situation has 
become out of control, or, you know, it's, it's not something that can be handled by being direct and professional. At that point, you may need to ask somebody above your head to get involved, um, HR, office manager, um, who may be also a supervising attorney. I think knowing when to say, this is not a situation I can handle directly is important. Um, Vicki, what else can paralegals do? Well, the all-important, take a step back and remove yourself from the situation and ask yourself if it's really so terrible or if there are just other things going on that you know in your life or in your work that make this particularly awful on this one particular day. I always say, hear no evil, see no evil, and speak no evil. I think somebody else said that first, but <laughs> you, yeah, for sure. And I think that... Um, the diff- most difficult thing for us to do is to stay out of the office politics. Just remove yourself from them. Don't get involved. Uh, it, avoid gossiping, talking about your coworkers with another coworker. Even avoid talking about an attorney with other workers. It it doesn't do anything for your level of professionalism. It also doesn't do anything for your state of mind. So try to remove yourself from the situation as much as you can. And yes, if it's really difficult, I would start with a, uh, a, a supervisor in the office and ask them how the situation can be handled. They may have things that you need to change for the situation. So take that That's advice. True. Good advice. Well, There's one other area of stressors for paralegals, Len, and that's finding themselves working in a specialty area they don't like. Uh, So what's your advice for paralegals who find themselves in this situation? You know, it's interesting that, you know, your individual personality can affect whether you really like an area of law that you're working in. And it can even affect, you know, what side you like working on as to whether you prefer defense work to plaintiff's work, uh, as to whether you uh, prefer, you know, being in the courtroom or you prefer working down at the, uh, you know, est- working on an estate or corporate documents that that keep you out of the courtroom. You know, I think if you find yourself in a specialty area that makes yourself absolutely miserable, you first need to identify what about it makes you miserable. Is there anything that you can change? I know if you're in a tough employment market, it's not always just easy to say, oh, I'll find another job, especially if you don't have experience. Um, If you just absolutely realize that you're never going to feel differently about a certain specialty area, you need to start educating yourself. Um, You need to get out and talk to other paralegals about what they do, um, do some research on your own, um, thinking about areas that might be more interesting to you if it's time to make a change. Uh, Go on job interviews. Um, Of course, continue to do your best at your current job and don't burn your bridges, but you know, explore other areas. Uh, you may end up even with less experience um, than maybe an employer initially thought they wanted. Um, they might offer an opportunity to a bright, motivated candidate. So, um, you know, I think I think it's a really tough place to find yourself in a job that you don't like, um, and that you have to start the process of thinking about, you know, well, how do I make some positive change? How about you, Vicki? Um, what do you tell paralegals that are caught in specialty areas that they don't like? I always tell them to ask themselves whether or not they really don't like it or they're just not comfortable with it. 
if they're not comfortable, they don't feel like they know what they're doing, they should get the help that they need to, to learn that specialty area. Now, if you'd like to move to a different specialty area, I think, and still keep the current job, stay, you know, say you like the firm that you're with, you just would like to do something different, volunteer to do some work in that specialty area so that they can see your skills in that particular area. Um, you may have to do that on your own time. And but but it would be worth the investment of your time if it ended up that you were able to move into that area. Uh, you can also take a lot of courses that will help you learn a new specialty area. For instance, our sponsor Nala has their their online courses that are very reasonable. Um, I offer courses on my own also that would help you learn new specialty areas. So there are all kinds of ways you can get yourself situated or or you can maneuver into a new area. And I, I would encourage people to do that, not to just, um, can get pretty boring sometimes if you don't ever do anything, you know, new and different. So perhaps just uh, maneuvering around a little bit will help you keep your current um, job, but do it in a different way. Lynn, what's your favorite way to deal with working in a fast-paced legal environment? I think I'm going to have to go back to something you said about being sure that you take your vacation. I think it's really important, you know, not only to get away from the office um, during the time that you're entitled to, but you need hobbies outside of the office uh, and possibly exercise, uh, things that help you release stress, whether it's walking or baking or sewing or bowling, you know, whatever it is, you need to have outlets for stress. And the other thing, and Vicki, you touched on it earlier when you talked about not getting involved in office uh, politics, you may need a confidant. It is, you know, can be very stressful working for lawyers, very exciting, but very stressful. But if you need to vent, uh, and maybe you need to talk about the less positive aspects of your day, um, you probably don't want to pick a coworker. Um, you know, people don't mean to gossip. They have the best of intentions to maintain your confidences, but things get out. So, oh, and don't, don't vent on any, any form of social media. I can't say that enough. I see paralegals doing that all the time, flat out. I hate my job on Facebook. Um, you know, and you'd never know who's going to see that. So I think, um, you know, having a personal life, doing some things that you enjoy that make you happy and having somebody to talk to outside of the office are all really important. What about you, Vicki? How do you deal with the, uh, the stresses kind of inherent to being a paralegal? Well, I do agree with you about exercising and having other, um, other things that you do. I spend a lot of time with people who aren't in the legal field, and that's always good for you because you get a different perspective. I also do quilting and love to cook. So those are the some of the things that I do when I'm not working. But I want to tell you a, a little hint that I have for when you're feeling totally overwhelmed, and you're just, you've got so much coming at you that you you don't think you can make it. And you talked about this a minute ago. But what I do is what I call a brain dump. So you get everything that you've got to do out on paper. And I mean, you sit there and you just write down everything, whether it's brownies for the Girl Scouts, or, or you've got to take a, a dish to pass to a church supper, get it get it all down and get all your work things down and then look at it and eliminate whatever you can from that list. You'll be surprised what you really don't have to do. And then 
prioritize everything else and start working on the number one priority. And my biggest advice is to work on that particular item or task until it's done. Don't skip from one thing to another if you can possibly help it, because you need to work on one thing and one thing only until it's completed. Vicki, I think that's what the do not disturb button on my phone was invented for. Absolutely. (laughs) Key blocks of time that, you know, you know, you have to get a priority filing done and you just have to devote all of your attention to it. It doesn't make me real popular with the receptionist, but once in a while, you just have to take that time for a project. Now, you know, Lynn, I've talked with different people, different paralegals who were with firms who will not allow them to put the do not disturb button on. And I think those firms are missing a key element of giving their employees time to get their work done. Uh, They really do need that. And uh, another thing is attorneys really shouldn't run down the hall and you know, interrupt their their employees every time they've got something new they want them to do. If everybody could just hold their questions for one certain time of the day, then all of us would get a lot more work done. Yeah, frequent meetings are great. We have weekly meetings and once in a while on a big project, there'll be a morning meeting. I enjoy actually uh, catching up with my supervising immigration attorney um, in the morning. We'll generally chat about what we want to get out for the day. And it may take five minutes, but it's really helpful to sort of form the plan for the day. Right. I think always having a plan is a great idea. So if you have questions about today's show, please email them to theparalegalvoice at gmail.com. We're going to take another short break and come back with some paralegal news and announcements. Don't go away. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial play in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781-551-9960 or shoot us an email at admin at legaltalknetwork.com. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. This is the time in our show when we give our practice tip and our uh, social media tip. Now, Lynn, I'm off to Bismarck, North Dakota tomorrow to present your professional power playbook to the Western Dakota Association of Legal Assistants. And I just returned from New York City where I presented a legal technology trends presentation to the New York City Paralegal Association and the New York County Lawyers Association. Excuse me. So my practice tip revolves around a feature article that I wrote in this week's issue of Paralegal Strategies. And it was titled, Your career without limitations. We tend to set our own limitations by saying, I can't. I can't write an article. I can't take a certification exam. I can't. I can't. I can't. And what we need to do is to take a look at whatever obstacles we're putting in our way, find a way to work through them, get around them. And so you need to stop and and think about the reason for the obstacle and change your thinking so that it's not, I can't, but instead focus on the potential. Don't focus on any limitations. And that's going to change your personal outlook and also your career with that simple tweak. Now, Lynn, what about a social media tip? I just like to uh, remind people that Google Alert uh, is a great 
uh, application free to use to uh, maintain your online reputation. I think um, as more and more information gets uh, gets is available about us online, especially those of you who are, you know, high profile, whether it be in the paralegal community or your local community, um, you know, we used to go by the advice, oh, Google, Google yourself once in a while just to make sure you know what's available about you online. But um, it's even better if you'll set up a Google alert for your name. Um, that way, when it, you know, you'll get the information as it becomes available. I am tripping over my tongue as I always do when I have been talking for any length of time. Um, also, if you're the, you know, social media manager for your firm, as a lot of paralegals are, uh, in smaller firms especially, you want to set up a Google alert, not only for your firm's name, but for each of the lawyers. Uh, that way you can keep up with um, everybody's online reputation, which is so critical in, you know, today age of technology and, uh, you know, help people deal with potential problems as they may arise. Uh, and that is my social media tip for the day. And that's all the time we have today for the Paralegal Voice. Uh, don't forget to check out the show notes on our blogs, paralegalmentor.com and practicalparalegalism.com. And I'm Lynn Deveni. And I'm Vicki Voison, thanking you for joining us today and reminding you to make your Paralegal Voice heard. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice with Linda Venny and Vicki Voison. This podcast is produced by the Legal Talk Network. Be sure to get the next edition of the podcast. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Gee Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.